Hey, hey, what is up, spiritual hooligan? Do you have negative thoughts that just keep coming back over and over and over and over? I don't know about you, but you know, I've, I've seen that I, you can read a book or go to a seminar or listen to an audio, do a healing session, and then literally like a week later, the, the thoughts that you thought you had done the job on, they come back. Well, I wanna share with you an insight that I've had about why your mind continues to torment you with these negative thoughts. And I wanna help you to get back on the road to having a quiet mind so you can live an epic life. My name is Matthew Ferry, and I am bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your moment to pause, to slow down, to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I wanna help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. So why do your negative thoughts keep coming back? I mean, how many different ways have you tried to get those things to finally stop? Today, I wanna to share an insight. And this insight was hard won, as I'm gonna tell you some stories today that I think are gonna help you to begin to shift your perspective about negative thoughts so you can get these things under control and start to eliminate them. Here's the insight, we'll start here. You can't control your mind and force it to stop having negative thoughts. You can't, and I know you've tried. And I know that you're pretty darn good at controlling your negative thoughts. I know, I, I know who is gonna tune into the daily enlightenment. But let me tell you a quick story from my own life because I'm you and you are me, but I may be just a little farther down the road, but we're on the same path. So I want you to think about it like this. I'm 51 today and not that it's my birthday, but I'm 51 today <laughs> as, as I'm recording this for you at this moment. And by the time I was 39 years old, my mind was pretty quiet, you know? I was, uh, I was the son of a personal development guru. I had mastered mindset techniques. I'd done thousands of different uh, affirmations and visualizations and processes. I mean, I'd done the weekend workshops and the karmic healing and the past life regressions. And I've hired the, you know, the most amazing healers that you can imagine. I've hired the best coaches. I achieved mastery with something called NLP. I tried a little EFT, maybe a little L-M-N-O-P-Q-R-S-T-U-V-W-X-Y-Z. That is, <laughs> that is to say that if it had an acronym, I probably did it. I worked with my Shakipat meditation coach. His name was Steven Sadlier. Woo, mind-blowing. Did that all through my 30s. Went to Tibet and meditated with him for 17 days. Whoa, that was the moment where my mind really started to get quiet. I've hosted my own meditation retreats. And by the time I was 39, you know, I was on a meditation terror. I was meditating, no kidding, four hours a day. And to say that I was blissed out most of the time, that'd be an understatement. But check it out. I was, at that time, on the lifestyle treadmill from hell. I was going deeper and deeper into debt, having financial troubles. My mind would literally ambush me at night with a barrage of negative thoughts about going broke. My marriage was starting to fall apart at that time. I was a very, very happy person, yet I was fretting about my relationship with my spouse at the time. I was, I was literally having negative thoughts about being alone. I was haunted by judgments. I feel so good and so happy. Why does my wife not want to join me on that same path? Doesn't she know how good it is? What's wrong with her? 
I will tell you after two decades of training, I did not have the peace that I was promised, okay? I didn't have, where was it? And if I'm being honest with you, um, I had gone through all of that stuff, done all that training, done all of that work, and I was still pretty arrogant. I was still judgmental. I'd get sideswiped all the time by my mind, just like, you know, concerns about the future. Now my mind was quiet pretty often. And I was getting nailed by these negative thoughts. And I found that there was no way that I could actually control those thoughts. And that's when the realizations really started to happen for me. You know, my mind had been going progressively quieter, but then all of a sudden I was having these like, oh boy. When my mind first went quiet, I started to realize, I started to see this, that the worries and the doubts and the prideful thinking, the fantasies about the negative futures, these were all happening automatically. They were happening without my permission. It was like a, it was like a machine. And I will tell you that this was a revelation I mean, I'd walk by the mirror and glance over and my mom would literally say, fat. It was autopilot, it was mechanistic, like instantaneously making fun of me. I'd be at the grocery store, there'd be a cute girl in line. My body would just be like, hey there, hey, hey. I'm married, right? All of a sudden the body, just autopilot filled like, like, like a peacock. But then later I'm in the car and there's this barrage of, of you know, making myself wrong and, and painful memories about being rejected and I'm less than and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, God, right? Where's this coming from? I'm sitting in a meeting looking at the guy across the table from me and my mind is thinking about my status. Hello, I didn't invite this stuff. The negative thinking is automatic. And here's the crazy thing. It's predictable. It follows predictable patterns. For me, ultimately, if you've, you've read my book, you've seen that I've labeled these predictive patterns and I labeled them the unconscious reflexes of the drunk monkey. Now, you can go back and watch some of my videos. The drunk monkey is my nickname that I gave in my early 20s for all the negative thoughts in, in my head, just as a way of kind of separating myself from it. But unconscious reflexes they're happening automatically. All that unwanted, uninvited talking in your head, all that unwanted, uninvited talking in my head is biological mechanism. Biological mechanism, like your heart. Biological mechanism, it's just beating. Like you're breathing. It just happens. Now, I mean, there's, it's, it's in the background, it's mechanistic, it's unconscious, but you know, you can, you can actually employ some control over it, but not for long, right? I mean, try not breathing for a while. Good luck. Try getting your heart to stop. Not going to happen. Now the unwanted negative thinking in your head, I liken it to a GPS in your car, the global positioning satellite, just in case you didn't know what GPS meant, but I think you probably do. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> It's giving you information. The GPS is giving you information on, on your trip. It's telling you where to go based on where you are. That's it, it's a program. It's based on rules, it's not very flexible. But here's the nagging question that I have been trying to grapple with. Where is my mind going? What is its motivation? I mean, where is it directing you to go? with all this negative thinking. And who set the destination, you know what I'm saying? Certainly not me. 
Certainly not you. And through my 40s, with very deep reflection and deep contemplation, the answer hit me like a ton of bricks. This unwanted negative chatter is a survival system. It's automatic. And it has a motivation that is survival. That's its motivation. That's its directive. That's its destination. The destination is staying alive longer. Your negative thinking is very simply your survival mind giving you information to help you survive longer. Gossip? Judgments, uninvited doomsday predictions, the negative forecasts, self-criticisms. None of these things are bad. These are just the survival system, the drunk monkey, giving you information. That's it. Just like your GPS has a destination that you've programmed into it and it's telling you, hey, 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 make a right turn. But you know, oh, you know what? If I make a right turn, I'm going to go right into traffic. I'm going to skip around. I'm going to go straight, and then I'm going to make a right at the next street. But the, the GPS is like, hello, hello, make a right turn. What are you doing? What are you doing? And then it has to adjust. Your survival mind is doing its job to avoid negative things and accomplish the directive of staying alive longer, right? It's saying, you know, make a right turn. Don't get hurt. Make a left. Don't be embarrassed. Don't look stupid. Don't fail. Don't say that. Walk away. These are all survival directives. Now, it also is trying to give you information on pleasurable directives. It's trying to avoid things that are degrading and increase things that are positive. So, you know, your survival mind, I mean, that's, that's good stuff. You don't want to make it wrong. But it's saying, you know, seek pleasure, improve your status, look good, find a mate. Be liked, eat food, grab it while you can, chill out, conserve energy. I mean, the survival mind, the drunk monkey in your head, all that unwanted, uninvited, negative chatter, all that negative thinking is just a survival machine giving you information based on the directive to keep you alive longer. But here's the real kicker. And if you've been tuned into the Daily Enlightenment or reading my books or coming to my events or whatever, you know I'm going to say it to you. Here's the kicker. You're not in a survival situation. You're in a thriving situation. I mean, you're watching the Daily Enlightenment right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's not a person who is in a survival. You're trying, to, you're trying to optimize your experience of life. That's not survival. That's thriving. I mean, you might have one or two dangerous things that happen in your life, maybe, right? But let's just be honest. The drunk monkey is trying to avoid being embarrassed, but that's not, that's not dangerous. Getting rejected, that's not dangerous. People disagreeing with you, right? It gets hostile, like, you should run, that's wrong, and you're wrong, wrong. Those things, that's, none of that stuff is dangerous. But the drunk monkey gets riled up like there's a tiger in the, in the you know, uh, bushes and you need to run away. Failing is not dangerous. But the survival mind, the drunk monkey, jumps up and down, just like your GPS does. You're going the wrong way. Make a legal U-turn. So I have a question for you. The question that I have is, what idea has the survival mind, the drunk monkey, been trying to convince you of lately that you're going to release and let go of because you acknowledge, oh, 
It's just the it's just the GPS. The GPS says we need to survive, but I'm in a thriving situation. I already know that I already know which way to go. I don't need the GPS giving me the information. So what idea about yourself, about life, about people, whatever, are you going to literally just like delete? I'm not gonna do that anymore. My name is Matthew Ferry author of Quiet Mind Epic Life. And will you leave me that in the comments? That's what I wanna know. I want you to leave me a comment. I want you to like this. I want you to share it. This is what tells these big platforms that this is good stuff and that people should be served up these daily enlightenments. So will you help me get out there into the world? I would appreciate that. Subscribe to my channel. I put out a new daily enlightenment every single day. Also consider joining us in the Spiritual Hooligans Facebook group. There's a whole bunch of us. We're talking about these ideas. And we would love for you to join the conversation. I'll put the link down below. Thank you so much for tuning in to this daily enlightenment.